from the 915 to H-Town, from the Panhandle Plains to the Valley, and everywhere in between. This is the 5050 Podcast, powered by College Promoters USA. Join me, Hector Cano, as we cover the Texas high school club and college soccer landscape, along with an inside look at the college soccer recruiting scene. The 5050 Podcast is a platform about the people and for the people who are dedicated to the beautiful game. College Promoters USA, founded and located in San Antonio, operates as the only family-owned college recruiting company in Texas that brings a truly professional, local, and face-to-face approach to area high school student-athletes and their families. If your son or daughter is serious about college athletics, call them at 210-494-6363 or visit collegepromotersusa.com anytime. College Promoters USA, the best investment a parent can make in their high school student-athletes. Here we go. It's another edition of Inside Texas High School Soccer. We are uh, brought to you by our proud partners, powered by College Promoters USA. They are America's premier college prep program and high school student-athlete marketing service since 1997. For those of you in the local San Antonio and or Austin area, you can find them locally here in San Antonio in the Ventura Plaza Shopping Center. You can also find them on social media, on Twitter at SATX Recruiting, as well as on Instagram at College Promoters USA. And you can also get more info on them via their website at collegepromotersusa.com. My next guests, they are the reigning 6A boys state champions. I bet that doesn't get old, right? So we are joined by their the head coach of the Lake Travis Cavaliers, Coach David Bamel, who's now making his his second, right? His second trip here on the podcast, right? And goalkeeper and all right, state state final MVP, Mr. Adam Chance. Gentlemen, how are you? Um, I'm pretty good. How about you? I'm great, man. I'm. I mean, I'm not state champion, great, but hey, coach, how about you? Oh man, I, I can't even begin to tell you how great I am. Um, <laughs> no, please do. Please tell us. I mean, I tell you, it's been it's been quite the ride. So it's been awesome, though. Yeah, yeah, I, I bet, I bet. Um, so you know, first and foremost, uh, congratulations. Obviously, you guys had a kind of maybe a kind of sort of exciting weekend, right? Last weekend, but uh, it's been a ride. I know, coach. Uh, Coach, we had you on. We had you on last week after the regional final, going into the state tournament. So, we kind of we kind of liken that to we call it the uh, the fifty fifty podcast effect, right? Where we bring good luck on our on our guests, right? So, uh, so don't right. worry. You can you can thank us for that later. Don't worry about that. But uh, we'll yeah, no, uh, I know. In discussing with you both, Rafa and I, when we were on here last week, you were talking to us. You were talking to us about like you were just, you know you were still grateful and glad for the fact that you were able to get through that regional tournament in Harlan and, uh, and Reagan. And then you had to immediately get ready for, uh, for that, that state tournament. Um, you've had maybe slightly a slight amount of time to maybe reflect on it. Um, has any of it hit you or has it just been kind of still overload at this point? You know, it, it's been, um, Man, it has been a uh, intense ride this entire time. I mean, a bit of a gauntlet of teams, like you were saying, with Harlan, then having to turn around and play a really, really difficult Reagan team, um, but then to have to immediately switch gears and, and be prepared for a state tournament. 
Um, so, I mean, the, the, the level of emotions, the, the, the level of stress that was there, I mean, it's been, um, a very, very intense ride and sure enough, it's, I mean, I, I don't think I'm over it yet. I think that those emotions are still out there and I, I'm not sure if it's really quite sunk in yet. It, it really is interesting to think back on everything and to try and reflect on it. And everybody keeps asking me, has it sunk it in yet? Are you coming back down? And I'm like... No, it's still it's still exciting. It's still awesome to be able to look back. And every single time somebody mentions being state champions, I can't help but smile and get excited about it all yeah. over again. Yeah, you know, I, I noticed in a lot of the uh, the immediate photos that were released right after you all had won, and every picture that I saw with you, you you had like that that kung fu death grip on that trophy. I noticed. I was like, look at Coach. All right, and then now as you as my witness right i know i know mr bowtie later tweeted this but as you are my witness on this i text you uh that evening right that night mm -hmm. about how i got a kick out of immediately after adam's save which we'll talk about a little later uh you're everyone's running onto the field and you were it was shades of jim valvano because you didn't know who to hug right you were running everywhere <laughs> I, I absolutely was i was it was so funny because yeah. um You know, I, I was sitting there and I was I, I'd almost accepted the fact that like what happens happens at this point in time. And so, you know, we had done everything that we can to prepare for this. And so I'm sitting there talking to my assistant coach, you know, Coach Maloney, and we're just sitting there on the bench. And I was like, okay, I'm just gonna if things work out for us, I'm gonna play it cool. All right. I'm gonna try and just take it easy and relax. But the second that Adam made that save. I mean, it was a sheer release of joy from me, and I took off on a dead sprint to the field to try and to try and be there with all the guys and be a part of it. But they were all kind of drifting away from me as I'm trying to chase them on down. And luckily, I think I, I was met with um, Ben Platt and Emilio Mian, two of my central midfielders, and was able to at least get a embrace from them and, and some tears of joy in the process of the whole thing. Yeah, uh, you know, it'll it'll make for a classic classic video right for the rest of the remainder of that you know that program's history there yours personally just it's it's great you know it's one of those things it's so authentic you know so it makes it so real so you know in that time so far between when that well actually i gotta ask you this first so i know you had all the faith in the world in adam but were you actually watching every kick during that shootout i was i you was I, i it's it's God, it's, it's hard to take your eyes off of something like that. Like yeah. you, you just, you got to know it's that curiosity factor. And, you know, I, I, there, there've been times that I've tried to like uh, distance myself and walk away. And, you know, I'm like, maybe, maybe, maybe I just need to be by myself off to the side. But, you know, I, I think that I had hit that point in this one where I was, you know, I was sitting there going, I've got a great team. I got a great group of guys. And I got a great keeper. It, it, at this point, if it happens, there's a little bit of luck involved in it. I mean, let's be honest. There's a little bit of, you know, everybody's, um, you know, nerves in the mix of it. And so I was just pleased that you know, we were able to come back on top. I mean, you know, Adam made some amazing saves. But on top of that, my PK shooters hit their spots and, and were incredible at being able to put the ball in the back of the net for us. So um, got to give them some props on top of Adam's amazing work back there and, and the goal. Now I got to ask you this, Coach. Was there a moment, right? You're talking, you're talking to the group right before they break to start the shootout. Did was there a signal? Was there something that gave you that that inclination, that gut feeling that okay, maybe 
we got this was did you did you have that or were you kind of or you or were you not trying to read into that no i uh i think that i felt the most um calm when one of my captains ben platt came up to me immediately whenever we were going to the pks and he said coach i want the first one get me out there for the first one nice. and i think that i think ben platt set the tone right from the very beginning he knew he had what had what it took to be able to bury that ball he knew he was going to be able to hit his spot and he's the same you know free kick specialist who has you know hit the shot against harlan to give us the lead initially um the same guy who hit the pk in the woodlands game to give us the lead in that one an extremely talented player who's capable of being able to rise up to those occasions and so in that moment i think the second he said that to me i kind of sat there and was like okay you know i think that we got this i think i got the shooters to get the job done he, i think he, and then the other guys followed suit immediately i think that that was the that was the you know culture and the temperament of the group and, and you know just where the, the temperature of the group they were ready for it they they've right. been there last year in the in the regional finals whenever we had lost in pks to san Diego lee who eventually went on to win it and then for for us to then be back in a pk situation but this time for a state title i i, I mean i think that they were they were almost excited about it there that that ending moment now was that the first time refresh my memory i'm trying to go back here was that the first time you all seen penalties the shootout since since that moment last year versus lee yes yes it was wow so we we i mean to be honest, I mean, again, great group of guys. So we have been able to have pretty secure victories all the way up until that one game. And Plano had an amazing defense, a great back line, great goalkeeper. And it was difficult for us to get by. Don't get me wrong. We had some chances there. And, you know, I think that some people have continued to tell me and ask me, they were like, well, do you wish that you had finished it in, over, or in, in, in regulation time? Or do you wish that you had finished that one in overtime? And – you know, obviously, yeah, you you don't want that added stress on yourself. But the reality of the situation was that we got to finish it in what would be arguably one of the most exciting ways to be able to finish out your your, your state tournament and your, your season in general. And I think that that just made for that much more of an exciting moment for that celebration towards the end. Absolutely. Absolutely. Rafa? Uh, Coach, uh, any concern when actually going into that game with Plano – Seeing what they did the game before that comeback, that little that thrugal barrage, that was I mean, that a fact in your mind? Like, you know, when it went deeper and deeper later, it's still tied in the game. You know, I, I I absolutely had that a little bit in the back of my mind. I mean, I knew. I mean, no doubt, Seven Lakes is an amazing team, and then for you know Plano to have the ability to just turn it on and make things happen in that second half. I mean, that, that number 16 up top is an obvious, incredible player. I mean, Adam came up huge on a save from his shot uh, uh, outside the box there. And, you know, it. I, I think that it was always in my mind that was like, I felt like we had a lot of control over that game. I felt like we were showing ourselves to be um, a little bit more of the, the dominant team on the possession side of it. Uh, I felt like we had more opportunities. I know that... The, the 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 numbers show that I think we had nine real chances to their two couple of chances, um, but I knew that they were dangerous whenever they had those chances, right. and so that that's the biggest that's the biggest thing I think it will always stick with the coaches whenever they feel like they've had a successful game 
but have not been successful at finishing off the goal only to have the opposing side have that one or two chances and then be able to finish off that chance. So I don't think I was ever able to let my guard down. I think that it was one of those situations where I absolutely was constantly going, okay, guys, we got to hold strong. We got to continue to do what we're doing. And that was continuously my message to the players between halftime, right after the game going into extra time in the, in the, halftime of overtime that was the continuous message we got this guys and i think that positive attitude played a little bit of a role in us continuing to play our game and be successful at it yeah yeah so adam uh i'm gonna put you on the spot here a little bit so uh, all right tell us and be honest no one's listening to us anyway don't worry uh (laughs) um were you you're in you all are in overtime what are your thoughts? Are you kind of even, are you at in that moment? Are you contemplating or I got to get ready for, I got to get ready for penalties. I got to get ready for a shootout. Or did you not even think about it until the moment came? Uh, how did you, how were you handling, handling that in those kind of last moments of overtime? Um, yeah, for sure. It was something that was on my mind. Um, just like, what if, or what if they score with two minutes left in overtime or something like that? But um I, I knew I had to like put it out of my mind, just focus and be in the moment um, and just know like whatever happens, like I'll get, I'll figure it out whenever I get to it. Yeah. Now were you maybe secretly deep down inside, you know, goalkeepers, right? Were you kind of secretly hoping for, uh, for penalties and have your opportunity for glory in that <laughs> shootout? Were you kind of hoping for that, you know, in state final maybe? Um, I don't think I was during the game. I mean, definitely after the game, I was like, you know, that was a pretty good way to end it. Uh, yeah, pretty the- good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Absolutely. <laughs> but um, yeah. no, during during overtime, I'm like, let's just score here. There's a few times towards the end where we had uh, some corner kicks. I'm like, just let's just put one in the back of the net and end it, you know? Yeah. Awesome. Good deal. So, Coach, we, you know, we've covered you here on this show pretty extensively over the course of this season. And um, one of you all routinely came up in terms of, Hey, the, the air, the, the possible pro or probable heir apparent to someone like last year, state champion in Lee. Right. And, uh, and in our conversations, the conversation, lots of conversations with Rafa and I, we often mentioned about you all being kind of a team on a mission this year, right. From last year, what, you go back to that moment last year, right? That we just mentioned earlier versus Lee to now over that course of that, of this season, you know, and being that mission and maintaining kind of trying to keep the boys on, on the goal, you know, on the objective, what was that like? You know, I think it, I think it presented itself in many different struggles during that year time period. Um, I think that immediately following it, you, you worry about the players' mentality because they are saying, well, we should have been, we should have been the guys at that state tournament. You know, we, we, we felt like we had a really good game against Lee. We felt like in PKs, you know, the, the, the AR calling my goalkeeper off of his line. I mean, all of those things, you know, I think we're still in the back of our mind. And I, I consistently try to tell the guys, you know, Let's not let's not leave it up to what ifs this next year. Right, let's right. not leave it up. And Adam will probably tell you I'd said that multiple times to him yeah. that I, I don't want y'all to leave it up to well, what if the referee makes the right call or or you know something along those lines. 
And so I think that that was a driving force behind it. Obviously, I've had, you know, a, a group of seniors that have been with me for a long time. And I've we've had the opportunities to be able to create a culture and to mold the personality of the team around that final goal that's out there. And, and it was a consistent press in their minds of, hey, guys, you know, yeah, we want to be state champs, but you, you can't focus on that the entire time. You just can't do it. The more you focus on that means that you lose focus on the task at hand and the process to be able to get to that ultimate end result. Right, right. And so we, we tried to really focus on one game at a time. We tried to recognize what we could do as a group in order to be able to better ourselves every single game. And that, I think, was kind of the feeder into – Finally, once we get in the playoffs, now we're saying to ourselves, okay, guys, this is our chance. This is where we, we've been waiting all season long for this moment right here. And if we take it and go into every single game with the right mentality and play our game, there's very few teams who can really keep up with the offensive firepower that we have and the newly established defense that we were creating back there. I mean, given you know five shutouts in seven playoff games, and we're talking shutouts, I mean, our last three games – you're talking shutouts against three teams that were arguably some of the best right. in the entire state. Right. And so, you know, uh, a shout out to those back line guys. I know I mentioned that last time, but I feel bad not mentioning them more because they do so yeah. much for our team. Um, and, and obviously Adam being such a key component of that, it's, it just is huge for the team and how they start to recognize each other's purpose and each other's role within the success of the group. Yeah, and you know, we when, when we look back on it now, at least when I look back on it now, it just kind of seems as great as your back line had played all season. I go back to, you know, and I can't speak for Rafa, but Rafa and I would call that game versus Harlan. And it just, when I look back on it now, it just seems like that was kind of the, the, the finding themselves moment, right? Because as they progressed and that, that tougher competition, that next step, that next level against some really strong, uh, you know, attacks, uh, attacking offenses, they, they answered, you know, they answered the call, right. They answered the call. So, so yeah, that's, it's pretty remarkable stuff. Yeah. So big kudos to your entire back line for sure. Mm -hmm. And obviously in, in addition to Adam, so Rafa. Uh, um, as far as, um, like I said, with, with the, you know, the, what's it called? I'm trying to get it on my head. Uh, what the focus on your defense this year, you know, you know, what are some of the things you worked on in order to become the get those shutouts to fix what some of the from stuff from last year to this year, what did you guys con you know, concentrate on to kind of really solidify your defense? Um, I think the starting off point was some of the one V one defending work that we kind of focused on. Uh, I think that, we started to recognize that there's some, there are going to be lots of teams that are going to have that really, really strong athlete up top. And we brought this up last time in, in the podcast, whenever we were talking about going up to the North Texas elite showcase and going up against a Keller and going up against a McKinney Boyd and going up against a Irving, which all three of them had a lot of firepower behind them in the way that they attack. And I think that the fact that we did give up some goals in that tournament, I, I think we gave up five total in that tournament that, and there were chances. I mean, uh, again, Adam came up huge in the Irving game. I know that we got a shutout on that one, but there were like three or four one-on-ones that Adam made saves in, in that one as well. So I think that that kind of told us 
what holes needed to be filled and what players might be capable of being able to do that. Um, you know, Kyle Thompson kind of found his way into our lineup uh, a, a, a little bit late just because he and he's the other center back that's back there. He was in football for all of the all of the scrimmage time period. So he's a stud football player as well. And, you know, multi-sport athlete. And then whenever we went to tournament, he was out sick. And so, you know, it was just one of those things where we were trying to work through some of those pieces. So us being able to land on him as a quality player for that back line. And then having, I mean, one of the biggest changes that was made from last year was Bernie Vargas was a two-year starter in that holding midfield for us. And he was, I mean, he, he was a dominant player in that midfield. We were fortunate enough to have a Pablo Gill step into there for us. And that opened up our abilities to be able to utilize Bernie as a center back and to be that leader and that guy who can hold that back line together. So I think that those couple of pieces allowed for us to be able to work towards it. And then Bernie just learning that back line position. And I, and I, I, I want to give a little shout out to Adam in front of him on this one, because I think he became a more decisive and more um, commanding player of his box as the season progressed. I mean, obviously he's the sophomore amongst a bunch of juniors and seniors. And so the fact that he kind of, I, I, I want to say he grew up in the season. He, he matured right. in the season. He started off the season kind of like, what's what, what am I getting myself into right here? I, I, I'm going to let somebody else do that stuff inside my box to becoming that player that we needed him to be, which obviously shows in what he was able to do in the playoff run for us. Right. Yeah. yeah you know, and that's a great point. That's a perfect segue. So, Adam, for from that that point that coach just made there, can you point to a moment – maybe this season, can you recall an, an exact moment where you felt like, okay, this is my team. I belong here. I, or you just, you grew in confidence. Uh, can you recall maybe, was there a, maybe a particular moment, a particular game, a moment in a game where you, where you found that? Um, yeah, I think, I think there was a, um, there was a moment. So we were playing uh, Austin high at um, their stadium and um it was after the first half, I really, I, there was a, um, they had an attempt and I really wasn't decisive as I should have been. And it resulted in a goal and um, coach Bamel kind of talked to me during halftime and told me <laughs> needed to step it up. Some positive reinforcement, had, right? right? Yeah. And after that, I was you know, like, else other than that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I kind of, uh, kind of told myself, okay, I have to get over it and, you know, just do it. So we ping pong back and forth. Coach, would you would you point to that moment as well, do you think? Or was there maybe a different moment for you from your perspective watching him? I mean, honestly, now that he says it, that I absolutely agree with him. I mean, I mean, I, I, I'm not gonna go too much in depth into that conversation, but I mean it was it was one of those moments where it was like either Adam, you you rise up to the challenge or I'm gonna have to give somebody else a chance. And you know, although I had a ton of faith in Adam, I really did. I believed in Adam. I, I absolutely knew what he was capable of being able to do in that goal. But I needed him to believe it. I needed him to to own that and to and to grasp that. And I think that now that he says that, I, I think it really was at that moment that I I started to look at my assistant coach and be like, okay, he's getting it done. And he was even that second half that I started to see him start doing it immediately. So you could see that switch 
in his brain take place where it was like, okay, I got to do it. I got to make decisions. If I don't make decisions, that hurts the team. At least if he made the decision out there, there was something that could be fixed and changed for him to be a better player. And so I think that that, I think he's exactly right. He's right on, he's right on point with that one. Good call. <laughs> right, that's awesome. Great stuff. So this next one's for both of you. What does it say? Give us your thoughts on the the state title remaining in Region Four another season, back to back seasons. What what is that? I mean, are are we reading into that too much, or is is there a message hidden in that? What what do you guys think? I mean, I think that there's great soccer to be played in Southern Texas out there. There's a lot of good players out there. I think that now with you know. Austin FC starting up, Austin area, you might start to see a little bit more energy built around that. I think that younger kids are going to start saying, yeah, man, soccer's, soccer's cool. Something, soccer's something I want to be a part of out there. Um, I think that San Antonio and Southern Texas all have some quality teams that come out of that area. And, you know, I mean, you look, I mean, I know that San Antonio Lee had a bit of a, had a bit of a dominant factor were there for a few years and then before that you know reagan team was once again way up there so there's a ton of great soccer that's taking place in that san antonio area i mean i i personally know that because we've lost to that top team out of that district every single year except for this year so it, it just goes to show you that there is there is talent in that area um everybody continues to talk about dallas and, and how there's so much talent there. And they're right. There is a ton of talent up there. Nobody's going to deny that for one second. But I think that it's worth recognizing that there is teams from this region who are continuously showing that they are just as successful as some of those other tough teams that are out there um, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area or even the Houston area. Right. Rafa? Uh, for looking forward for next year, for 2023, expectations and goals how do you keep this team motivated not not as, like they mentioned now you're the hunted you're no longer the hunter yeah yeah no it's a how do you move forward from the from this i, I mean we just had a conversation about this today adam didn't we yeah um, we did <laughs> we uh i i had to sit down my my juniors my sophomores and my few freshmen who i felt like would become impact players for me moving on in the future and kind of give them a little bit of a, a little bit of heads up. I mean, the reality is that, you know, we had 22 seniors out that, that were a part of this team. I mean, my roster was huge because of the number of seniors. And you look at the number of guys who were impact players for this team, the majority of them were the senior group. And so, you know, don't get me wrong, so many of the guys that I have who are juniors and sophomores probably would have had a high likelihood of playing a varsity on a varsity team for some of the other teams that were out there. And we were just fortunate enough to have that special team. So I think the expectation is still, we want to strive to be the best that we can be. We're going to continue to push to be the best that we can be. You know, it, I was telling them that I was excited about it personally, that I, although I'm going to miss those guys because I love those guys. I mean, anybody who watched any of the celebrations and the videos you saw, you know, the, the embraces that were taking place out there on the field between me and so many of them, like that really meant something to me out there. But moving forward, I am looking forward to a little bit of a different personality with my team. I am looking forward to different dynamics of players and 
new puzzles that I got to figure out because I mean, you know, with, with returning eight players from last year's team, it was relatively speaking easy to be able to go, okay, well, you're going to be there. You're going to be there. You're going to be there. Let's go and get to work all over again. Let's see if we can keep our focus and keep the culture right uh, and see if it pays off for us. Now the difference is, can we take what the new or what the existing pieces were with now the newer pieces? And can we now put those together in the best form possible to be able to get to um, a, a high level place again and get to um, a successful place? And only time will tell. I think that I've got a great group of guys. Once again, I've got a great junior class, sophomore class and freshman class. And obviously we'll have, we'll have a, a lot of work ahead of us because just like anybody will. Uh, I just hope that we can continue to keep that high expectation and everybody can continue to keep the prize um, in the back of their minds, but to focus on the process. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about you know, now with uh, Dripping Springs moving up to 6A to your district? You have a regional final, uh, state finalist coming up. To the, yeah. the mix. How, how do you feel about that? I mean, that's, uh, that definitely adds some complications because, I mean, we've scrimmaged Dripping Springs – Every single year, and every single year, it's a battle. Uh, and although it's you know it's always just a scrimmage, it'd be just because we don't want it to turn into one of those rivalry games, it, it it's almost inevitable that it's going to turn into something along those lines. Another Westlake versus Lake Travis, Lake Travis versus Dripping. I mean, you've got a, a similar personnel that's there, and so I think that I, th I definitely think that it's going to turn into um, a very complicated district next year especially with nine teams being in the district yeah. and and many of them i mean between between del valley who's always a successful program Bowie is always a successful program westlake's a successful program and we're we're starting with a lot of new faces and a lot of new guys i mean it, it's gonna it's gonna test us we're gonna have to figure out what we can do yeah 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 and rafa brings up a great point that's just that's not very common to have two <laughs> two state finalists in the same district right so um but yeah yeah it's a great great point um adam my question here is for you so coach just talked about the seniors right and the, and that group moving on you're still young right you're you're a sophomore you'll right. be a junior next year um thoughts on uh, college plans or ambitions to play at the co collegiate level where, where are you at with that um yeah of course i uh I want to play at the highest level I can. So if, if I can get into a D1 school where I enjoy my studies and I enjoy, you know, probably the coach and, you know, the area, I, I for sure want to go and play um, D1. If it's D2 or D3, you know, as long as I enjoy it. But I'm for sure competitive and hopefully I can take it very, very far. Awesome. Yeah. So for college coaches out there listening, uh <laughs> Adam Shantz, he's, he's a 2024, and uh, we already know he's a clutch player, so uh, make sure you look him up. All right, so well said. Well said, Adam. So, Coach, question for you here is when – and I know you're still enjoying this, right? You're still enjoying the moment right now. But yes. this is kind of that question that very few coaches ever stop to think about until they find themselves in that moment. But have you even – I'm sure you haven't even thought about it, but – initially right now when would you say is there a moment down the road let's say we fast forward two months from now three months from now when is the moment for you when do you feel comfortable with us like okay last year was last year we're yes we're the defending state champions but that was 
you know, we kind of need to stop celebrating last year and now start preparing for this year, the, the next season, right? Does there is there a clear moment in your, you know, in your thought process there? Uh, man, I, I, I'm going to tell you, it's part of one of my flaws out there is that <laughs> I am always thinking about that future. Um, I mean, I've sat there already on that dry race board throughout this season and started talking two years down the road who are we going to have in what position? What are we going to do in order to be able to replace certain players? Um, I mean, I like to think that that's something that a lot of high school coaches do because I think that that's what you have to do to create a successful program. Um, you know, I, I, I try to I try to limit how much I focus just on that one single year all the time because although that year is the one that's here and now and that's the one that matters – if you lose sight of what could potentially be out there in the future, then you, you become, I, I hate to say it to some degree, a one hit wonder. And right. I, and I don't, I want Lake Travis to be a program that people look at and are saying, you know, no matter what group coach Bamel puts on the field, they're going to be a successful group for him. They're going to go out there and they're going to put the best team that they possibly can. And, hopefully win some games and whether that's going to happen in the future or not, I don't know. I'm just going to try and do my best to be able to continue to prepare for that. And so that was part of that conversation that I had with those players today was, was, you know, guys, I, I know that we're going to sit here and talk about how we're state champs. Wow. Look at us for state champs. And we absolutely are. And I, I can't, I love celebrating these moments. You know, we've, we've got some plans for being able to celebrate this team and this achievement. You know, obviously we're going to sing their praises at banquets and everything else that we can do in those moments. But I think that it's just a balance between, yes, this season was awesome. It was amazing. It was, it, I mean, we can continue to celebrate it every single time somebody talks about being state champs. You're just going to see that smile and that glow on my face because I know we, we achieved that. But then you also have to start saying, well, it's now over. Yeah. What I mean, it, it is it is over. And so now you've got to start asking yourself, you know, what pieces do you have to do in order to be able to get the best? Because our jobs as coaches don't stop it season to season. We continue to try and be the influences that we can to these kids progressively throughout their entire high school career. And so I'm hoping that I'm going to be able to continue to influence those who are freshmen right now, sophomores right now, juniors right now. And hopefully those guys who are even seventh and eighth graders who are soon to be players for me uh, in the near future. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think back cause I, I've actually asked myself this question a few times, right? Just randomly it comes up and uh, I think back to a, one of those old Michael Jordan documentaries where they talk about their, uh, their championship when they're raising the banner, right? After they, they get the ring and they raise the banner he talks about it's it's the last time you can talk about last season. Mm. So I, I tell myself that if if I was ever fortunate enough to win a state title, I think when we get our rings, that would be like the last time we could talk about last season, right? And then it's time to go forward. So yeah, I'm I'm always curious, and that's that's kind of why I ask that. So no, absolutely interesting, Rafa. Uh, this one's for Adam. Uh, is there a particular high school you like playing against? Like love playing against? Um, well, obviously, I have a you lot can't of friends. Say Plano. You can't say Plano. Either. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, I have a lot of friends I go to Westlake. Um, you know, it's a rivalry team. So it, it was it was fun this past 
this past season, you know, they won one, we won one. So um, I'm looking forward to next year, kind of like the, the tiebreaker and see what we can do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kind of a little bit of bragging rights towards my friends over there. Yeah. yeah, tell them, like, I have a star in my jersey here and you don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are, are we working on that already, Coach? The crest? We're updating the crest? All right. We are. We yeah. absolutely are. That's been that's been a big line of discussion out there is how do we want the how do we want it to look? So the um, the unveiling will be soon approaching. So right. hopefully hopefully it's exactly what we have it planned out in our mind. Awesome. You never know how those things turn out. Right, right. You know, and it's funny, Adam, it's funny you mentioned Westlake because um, you know, the gentleman who is the voice of of you all of the lake travis cavaliers mr mike youngblood who's been on this show regularly right he uh he he talked about from his perspective he shared with me that um the moment he thought that you all had that real opportunity to go and do something special was that decisive victory you all had over westlake as you were getting ready heading into the playoffs um so yeah so it's kind of interesting that you mentioned westlake there yeah yeah. So, all right. Final question here for both of you. What do you think um, we talk about first? It's kind of, it's interesting. It's kind of, I, as we were stumbling across that and it was presenting itself as a, as a storyline, it was hard for me to believe, but yeah, it was true that, you know, no one, no, no boys program on the public school side had won a state title out of the greater Austin area. So, what do you what does it mean to you all and what do you think it really means to the greater you know lake travis community the austin community to to be the first and to finally kind of get it done on the boys side adam you want to go first on that one sure i'll go first um i feel like it's um it's a good feeling we kind of like set the bar um for all the other teams and kind of you know all the other uh lake travis years um coming up within the years um they'll kind of look and be like, okay, we want to be like the 22 team, you know, 2022 team. And um, it's cool to be the first, first greater Austin area team that has accomplished that, you know, it's, it's a, it's an honor. Yeah. Yeah. You guys will be talking about that at 20, 20 year high school reunions. You'll be talking yeah. about it. Right? Yeah. Coach. Um, it, it, it's, it's funny because, you know, I came to the Austin area and that was 10 years ago. Um, you know, this year. So I'm finishing my 10th year here at Lake Travis. And I still remember to this day, whenever, uh, I'm not going to sell anybody out on this one, but there was um, a principal at one of the local schools who was like, you know, coach, I'm going to, I'm going to warn you. I think that, I think you're, you're going to be surprised that the lack of talent that exists here in the Austin area for soccer and the, the, inability of us to be able to really make long strides in, in playoffs and to go far in playoffs. Um, and I guess I, I'm not sure exactly where he had, had been exposed to that. I don't know exactly where his thoughts were for behind that. I just kind of remember having that conversation with him because I was coming from Katie Morton Ranch. We had just been to the state finals game right there. And I, I mean, people were kind of looking at me like I was crazy for being able to go leave a successful program to go to a program that don't get me wrong. Lee Krause was really good in a lot of things. They are great in a lot of different things, but they, they hadn't stood out in soccer yet. They really hadn't had that opportunity to be able to do that. And so I think that that 10 year ago conversation almost 
set my mind and focus my mind in motion to be able to say they can do it here in Austin. It's very possible for it to take place here in the Austin community. I think it takes the right group of guys, obviously. It takes the right proper mentality. And if if we work hard and focus our attention, it can it can happen. And so for us to be the first, for us to be the group that, that puts Austin finally on the map on the boys' side is is just a huge achievement for this group. It it makes it ever that much more special because we are to some I mean, we are making history in, in that specific category. And I think that that is going to going to ultimately, like Adam said, you know, make other teams look and be like, man, that Lake Travis team, that was that was the team that that set the bar. That was the team that this that that opened up the path for all these other teams to be able to be successful. So I wouldn't be surprised if we started to see some other Austin teams start to rise up and really start to show their true colors and their their capabilities of being able to get to that level themselves. So you've been, you know, in those 10 years, you've been the common denominator. But over the course of those same 10 years, what would you say was the biggest change you've seen to get from where you where they were, where you were day one versus today? Um, you know, I, I mean, I think that once I was able to kind of get in and put my mark on it and, and start teaching these guys to play a, a, a style that I felt like supported their, their their technical and tactical abilities. I mean, I'm just going to flat out say it. We, it's not like we're a school, in my opinion, where it's just like freak athlete after freak athlete after freak athlete come on in here left and right. Like, they, And don't get me wrong, there are plenty of them that go through Lake Travis. But I feel like we – a lot of times have to take what we have. We, we, we've got these solid players. We've got these guys who are dedicated. They're focused, highly technical players. Get them a tactical style that allows for them to be able to showcase their capabilities. And by doing so, that translates to them being able to be successful consistent, consistently. And so, you know, I, I'd say that once we hit that regional finals mark in 2015, um, I had a, I had only three seniors that year as well. Very low senior group. We ended up losing to a, a North Mesquite team that was an incredible team. Um, and then there was the next year after that that we were back at. Now that was our first year at Lake Travis to be at the state tournament, where we ended up losing to a, a Capel team in the finals of that year. But ever since then, so ever since 2015, we've made it to the regional quarterfinals or better for those. Seven, eight years. Obviously, COVID year, there wasn't anything that took place that year. But for those seven years that are there, we 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 made it to the third round. And there are some teams that just sit there and go, "I'm excited to be at the third round. I'm excited to have this opportunity to play in the regional quarterfinals." And so, I, I, it just goes to show you that this group and this these guys in this Austin area were capable of achieving such greatness over the years and every single year, every single group is capable of being able to achieve that. I don't believe for one second that it's necessarily a, you know, Oh, this is only the 2016 team. There's only the 22, 22 team. I think there's going to be lots of teams that will be able to come out of this area and be very successful. Right. That's uh, well said coach. Thank you for that. We appreciate it. So 
Gentlemen, this has been great. We uh, sincerely, both Rafa and I, really appreciate you all. We thank you for your time, and most of all, we uh, we congratulate you. It's uh, it's it was great to watch you all cover you all on this journey, and uh, yeah, I mean, just it, it's awesome to see as these this history is made that we just talked about in terms of for the greater you know the greater Austin area from the boys' perspective. And it's, of course, it's coming off of what the Dripping Springs girls just did last year as well. So, uh, yeah, I think you're, I think you're definitely onto something there, Coach, when you talk about just what the future is going to hold in that Austin area, for sure. So, uh, Rafa, any final thoughts or questions uh, for them? No, just like I said, just congratulations again on, on winning the state title, and like I said, just an awesome program, Coach. You, you know, really inspire your players to bring you know the play their best and, and and that's something i admire you know for what you do for that and and i'm, I'm sure the, those kids you know they're really you know admire you for for all that the support and all that and they're lucky to have you there and if i didn't mention you mentioned about coaching at wharton ranch I actually had a friend of mine that coached down there at mid creek i don't even know coach arturo trevino yeah he's at full shear now yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, he would tell me stories about yeah, Morton Ranch, Cinco Ranch. I said, I, I think that was a year they had a a Katie team that made the regional, uh, the state final. I think like two, three years in a row. Yeah, 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 we did. We had. I mean, there was then, a. He was telling me how, yeah, there were lots of them. Yeah. Yeah, and then I'm sure that's helped being in a real tough district coming over here to Lake Travis with in another tough district with with 26, uh, you know, 6A. You know, that's helped you know with your players and you know, getting them preparing them. Make, because I think it's it's a battle every day in, in, in that district. Yeah. It's a playoff game, I know mm -hmm. for you guys. So, yeah. kudos to that for everything you've done for them. Well, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you all, gentlemen. And before we let you go, just any final thoughts, anything you want to share, coach? Shout outs, thank yous, anything to anyone while we have you on here. We we like to try to give you all the last word before we cut you all loose. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I got to thank the, I mean, everybody who's involved in this process, you know, obviously the athletes were huge parts of the entire team, but it, I mean, I, I got to thank coach Will Maloney, my assistant coach, because he has really been a helpful, um, part of this entire successful season. Um, I obviously have to thank, you know, all those school administrators that are out there who, I mean, they were always, they were always at my back the entire time as well. And they were always there to be able to help me and make things the best that they can be. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a family man. I got my four kids. I got my wife at home and I love them more than anything in the world. And for them to make the sacrifice, knowing how important this entire thing is to me, um, I, I got to thank them for being able to give me this opportunity because they, they deserve the love just as much as I do whenever it's all said and done. So, um, no, I, I truly appreciate all those who helped cover the games and truly appreciate everybody who's involved in the process because it was, it was a fun one for us. It absolutely was. Adam. Um, yeah, I think really need to, um, appreciate all the fans that came out, kind of gave us the energy, um, you know, when they're all screaming kind of on the, on the field, they're tired. I assume, you know, here, hear some fans screaming kind of gives us more energy um and you know the whole team itself you know everyone who took part of it all the early morning stuff all the after school stuff all the dedication you know it paid off at the end so really appreciative for all that and um our captains you know for guiding us and leading us and the coaches 
um, for, for helping out the, the whole way. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, we cannot thank you enough again. Thank you both for your time. Sincerely appreciate it. We look forward to, uh, watching you all, uh, transition into next year and covering you all then. And something tells me we'll be definitely hearing from you all again. So, uh, really appreciate your time. Thank you for everything, gentlemen. Congratulations once again and have a good night. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Take care. All right, man. What you... Thoughts? Uh, like I said, they're, I mean, it's such a great program. You know, you know that, that loss last year, we know, did really hurt them. But that but that built their character for, for 2022. And, and, and like I said, they were on a mission to complete it. And, you know, through some adversity, you know, they had to go through a gauntlet with some quality teams. And I'm sure I'm sure they were nervous in that Plano game, you know, being tied 0-0 and, is that are we gonna lose this? You know, in the you know in the end, you know, because sometimes you know strange things can happen and stuff. But yeah, yeah. like I said, they found a will in a way, and they really wanted it, and they on the the state champs and to do be the first team from the Austin area to do it. It's a great, it's a great accomplishment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think just so composed too. You know, you look at you look at coach coach Bamel and he looks <laughs> he looks like he's enjoying it but he's also kind of just just very composed you know so so i could see where his team gets it from and how they respond to him so you look at adam i mean adam's just i mean as cool as can be right for uh, you know just what you would expect from a goalkeeper but yeah i think they were they were definitely great so where do you how do you see based upon what we initially know, what we've seen in terms of rosters, what they might have coming back, what coach sh shared, what are your thoughts on them, what they might look like next year, especially with that, as that, as that district kind of changes a little bit. Yeah. That dripping strings is that wild card. And it just made it a lot. Like he mentioned, now it's a 19 district it, and it's going to make it more difficult um, and like you said, we also have also quality teams like Bowie, um, you know, Westlake, and then, you know, Doe Valley is like an up-and-coming team that's done really well. I mean, they they beat Westlake twice. And no. so that shows that, you know, that district's becoming very tough to get through. But, you know, losing 22 seniors is going it, to it's, – it's, it could take a toll, but – if the players believe and they buy into the system and, and also, and like I said, you know, if I think early on, if they can achieve some success, you know, if they go up to North Texas showcase, if, if they are going again, and if they do well, I think that's a positive for them. And, and just gives them this team a confidence booster the you know, to you know go through this. And, you know, I can see them, you know, winning it again, if, you know, but like I said, it's going to come down to maybe can the younger players step up, to rise to the occasion. It's kind of something what well, Coach Strong mentioned about with the burning players, replacing some good players from the state championship team the year yeah. before. Yeah. You had some kids they plugged in and they it was their time to shine and they took full advantage of it. So, you know, for the underclassmen there like Travis, you know, the ones are going to be taking the spots from the seniors. Yeah. So they it's their you know, your time to shine and is your opportunity to kind of cement your legacy to you know to the team. Right. Yeah. You know, and they call that, I believe they call that reloading, right? <laughs> Not rebuilding, but reloading. And yeah, I think, and it's so, you know, yeah, it's a great point too. You talk about coach strong, but when they, when a coach gets that culture, right, you know, mm -hmm. you know, their culture and it's set, it's in place. 
And it's just, it's now the standard. It's the way, right? I think that's what's so big, I think, about this this Lake Travis team this year, right? Is they've established a new standard. They've established a new way of doing things. Um, so, yeah. So I think, I think that perspective with your players that are coming back and then what they're, you know, what they will potentially be potentially be looking at as far as coming into the varsity next year. There's there's a whole new set of just standards and expectations, right? So yeah, I th- yeah, I, I I agree with you. I think early early season success is going to matter, and it's and it's but it's going. They have to understand one loss or two losses doesn't necessarily mean that. Mm. Th- they can no longer defend their state title, right? Doesn't, yeah. But I think it's, I think it's understanding that too. So, and that's, you know, and I think they'll be in great hands with Coach Bamel. Yeah, and, and that goes like you mentioned about early losses. Like last year, well, you look at Lee. Lee had a really bad loss against Vandegrift in, in that right. one of the preseason showcases. But they played them again, and they flat out took, you know, picked them apart, and, and that them. led them to go on to. To winning their titles so you know like i said they're gonna they, they're gonna have to understand you're gonna have a target on your back everyone's gonna beat you because you're 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 the standard you're you're yeah. you know yeah. you know they're, they're, you're the measuring stick as far as teams you know can i can my team be as good as as the state champion and if i can beat a state champion then that gives confidence of those teams to be thinking of being a contender but you know, we're like I said, Region Four is going to be loaded. You know, like I said, Dripping Springs is going to be a team to be reckoned with in that district. That's not that's in the mix, and you know, you still can't count out Lee. Uh, we heard about that Brandeis team that's young, and they could they right. could make a run next year. I'm sure Lee's going to bounce back. I know they had some injuries and so forth, but I think they'll bounce back. Um, you know, you got teams like. You know, in the valley too. I think you know. I think that's one area that kind of region force around. You know, valley like Bronzo, Hannah, and Rivera. They've had success in the past, and who's to say they don't make runs and you know be contenders and so forth. Yeah. So it, it's going to be very. Like I said, I think when we mentioned about the merging stick with region four, I think we've shown they've well they've shown that because they can compete with the region ones and twos of the Dallas mm-hmm. area teams. Yeah, and so. yeah. Awesome, man. Well, hey, let's uh, let's wrap this one up. What uh, tell us what do you guys got going on over at the uh, San Antonio Soccer Roundtable? What's what's hopefully on we'll have a show. I think next week. Um, I know Harry's going to actually be traveling to New Mexico. He'll be there at Isotope Stadium. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So he'll be up there. So hopefully Harry will have his flag there, so we can see him on, on ESPN Plus. Um, and then just recurring from last night. Um, uh, what a game! That was that was an. Yeah. A legendary epic game, um, you know, down one nothing, and I, and I told the guy that was next to me as far as where I said, I said, "Well, we're gonna come back because I, I knew we were we we're pushing, we we're pushing, so we're gonna equalize and we're gonna end up winning this game." And that, that just shows, uh, you know, it was a it was a great win. It was like little revenge for losing out on that and not getting, you know, Prisic can use and not getting that MLS team, you know. And it's just a way to stick it to Garber and stick it to pre-court, you know, yeah. and then all the, all the tree, fa- all the trees of Rockley fans and stuff. But, um, <laughs> but it felt great. I mean, and, and that's, I think it showed pride for the city of San Antonio, but that, but that same energy is you also, you get it also in the high school games too, you know, yeah, yeah. that's the energy you want, especially like, you know, 
not only in the high school levels, but also in the pro levels. So, so hopefully mm -hmm. that'll grow like our soccer down here. And I think we'll be discussing that. I think we have, they've already announced that we're going to play the Houston Dynamo. I think mm -hmm. maybe. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I think at yeah. Houston. So it's still a date and time to be determined. I saw right. Yeah. TBD still. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. that's an opportunity there. So hopefully we can win and get into the final 16 and yeah. you, know, you never know. And, um, and like I said, we're going to be going over that. And then also the amateur, like I said, the, um, the lower level league teams, uh, like SA runners has a season opener this weekend against surf at Wheatley Heights. So if you have, I know the SAFC is out of town, but go visit, go to Wheatley Heights, go see some good, good soccer there, you know, some talented players are coming up through the pipeline here, and and then we got we saw the Athenians already post their their um, their schedule for for this season, and so hopefully they'll get a repeat and get into the the national tournament again. And so yeah, just be on the yeah, like I said for the viewers of the San Antonio Second Roundtable, you know, just look out for the we'll have we'll have a show more likely next week okay. just to recap all all those things. Good, awesome, and uh, for our listeners again. Uh, be on the lookout. Hopefully, there's a strong, uh, strong possibility. We're working on it right now that hopefully we can bring you next week, uh, which should be our final, uh, final episode of season two of Inside Texas High School Soccer. It'll be the we're working on it. Hopefully, it comes to fruition. The 5A Championship Edition. Hopefully, fingers crossed. And maybe who knows? Maybe we can even get uh, Rafa's release of his final. Uh, Pound for pound, top twenty-five. I, I know I've I've had a few people ask me about that, and so I was like, yeah. I don't know. It's like, hey, he he's got to speak to that one, not me. The, on the the RPI, the pound for pound final top twenty-five. We'll see. We'll we'll see. No promises on that one. So, anything you want to add to that? <laughs> uh, well, I got, I guess I'm gonna have to redo, re, uh, really look over everything and see who, you know, who's my consensus number one and. Uh, for boys and the girls, I have an, a kind of idea for that, and um, but also I'm looking for hopefully we can even even discussing the realignments. I, I think that's an interesting topic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know I know some coaches are looking for it for their new districts, some are not. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. At, like I said, the landscape for the soccer is, is changing. Like I said, even like I said, we're seeing new teams pop up in four. Like you mentioned, four is becoming strong. So yeah. new programs are establishing and so forth, and uh, you know, the, which is which is a good sign. You know, adding more 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 t more soccer teams to the some of the schools around is, is just going to help grow the, the sport. Grow. So so I'm looking forward also to that. See how how some other how the coaches feel about the new realignments and so forth coming up yeah. in 2023. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Awesome. Well, hey, that's going to do it for this uh, this edition, this uh, episode, the 6A Championship Edition of Inside uh, Inside Tex Hashtag Texas High School Soccer. Um, again, to our, our listeners, our supporters, uh, thank you again for everything that you do, and you're the reason why we do it. So for our, our student athletes, our coaches, our parents, administrators, thank you to our other fellow podcasters that are supporters of our podcast we sincerely appreciate you. Thank you for everything. Almost done. Hopefully, hopefully we got one more, right? One more episode in us. Uh, but it's been, it's been a great ride. And uh, thank you. We sincerely appreciate it. Again, you can find us on, uh, on social at 50 underscore 50 pod on Twitter and at 50 underscore 50 podcast on Instagram, on YouTube. You can find us at the 50 underscore 50 podcast, as well as, you know, you can, 
or you can just just look us up. That's where you can find all our videos there on YouTube. You can go all the way back to um, April fifth, uh, April fifth, uh, two thousand twenty-one was when our first live episodes went up. You believe that? That was a little over a year ago now. And uh, so yeah, so that's how far back our our live uh, live videos go on YouTube. And then of course you can find uh, all the audio podcast version. Uh, that goes all the way back to the very beginning, the first episode that was released back on uh, December 15th of 2020, uh, all archived. So all major podcast platforms, make sure you go in there, give us a rating, uh, hopefully a good one, preferably a good one. It helps with the, again, with the algorithms, just like on, on YouTube, hit the like, hit the subscribe, hit the, you can get the notifications for when we go live, all those things, all those things help. And it gives us better insight, gives us better opportunity to, to bring you more content. So, and we sincerely appreciate you. So thank you again for everybody. Thank you to uh, Rafa. Appreciate you. Hope you had a great uh, birthday the other day as well. Oh, so working you. on your birthday. So appreciate you, my man. Okay. Yeah. All right. And for our listeners, thank you again. Our supporters, we sincerely appreciate you. And until the next time, keep downloading and keep listening. You've been listening to the 5050 podcast powered by College Promoters USA. Help us continue to grow by liking, rating, and subscribing on all major podcast platforms. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at 50 underscore 50 pod, on Instagram at 50 underscore 50 podcast, as well as on YouTube at the 50 underscore 50 podcast. Until the next time.